0: Hello and welcome to the Daily MTG podcast. This is the first one. Uh, I'm your host, Trick Jarrett, the editor in chief of Daily MTG, and I have with me my two co-hosts. We have Tifa Mayan, or Jennifer Mayan, one of the assistant brand managers for Magic.
1: I am Tifa Mayan in most of my life, but here I go by Jennifer. Uh, I am the founder and organizer of the Lady Planeswalker Society. Which
0: is a group up here for Card Kingdom, right?
1: Yep. We run events at Card Kingdom every Tuesday night.
0: The other host we have here is uh, Michael Robles. The community manager for magic That is very true uh, And if you are a
2: multi-branded Wizards of the Coast fan You may recognize me from the other podcast of Dungeons & Dragons So now I get to talk about two things, which is awesome Two things uh, you love Two things I love uh, yeah. But I like magic more Glad <laughs> to say that. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> I'm
1: sure he says he likes D&D more on their podcast.
2: Maybe. But yes, <laughs> I, I am the community manager. Uh, I spend most of my time creating content for the Facebook page and the Twitter account. In fact, most of the time on Twitter, when you see the parentheses Mike in front of a tweet, that's because it's me. I'm also the guy that hands you swag at conventions. So yes. I'm everybody's best friend.
0: And I am running the Community Cup this year. So this is the first episode of what will ideally be a regular podcast on Daily MTG. We had a good laugh at the fact that it's the daily MTG podcast that happens, probably once every two weeks. It's a good plan. That's a good... You don't want to offer too much too soon. Right. As we said, we love magic. We're here to talk to you guys about magic, talk about the game, talk about Return to Ravnica. We just had the employee pre-release. How did you guys do? Awesome. (laughs) Oh, I did did, did horrible. And I was somewhat in the middle. Not really. I was (laughs) towards the bottom. Uh, uh, So, Tifa, what did you play?
1: I played Selesnya. Why? Uh, so when I actually got the assistant brand manager job, I found all about Return to Ravnica for the first time and was very excited. It was tasked to me to figure out all of the flavor of the different guilds in Return to Ravnica. And the one that I fell in love with was Selesnya. I'm a big green player, so that was a big part of it. Huge green player. I also really liked the hippie vibe of Silesnia, uh, very like peace loving. Yep. So I was very pulled to the themes of Silesnia, right. and was very excited to find out the mechanic populate. Mm-hmm. Which I had a lot of fun with last night. It's as good as I expected. So
0: populate is the mechanic that allows you, when you populate, to create a copy of a token creature you control.
1: Yes. Okay. And Selesnya gives you so many tokens.
0: So many centaurs. And so many variations of tokens. Yes. That's the other thing.
1: Is You can have so many options. So my favorite card, I think, was actually the pre-release card, Grove of the Guardian. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. That card's amazing. I can make an 8-8 with Vigilance. And when I populate, I can get multiple eight eights. and it's incredible. It was mere, nearly impossible for people
0: to come back. From to me. come
1: back after I have all of these creatures because even if they can get rid of, let's say I only have one eight eight, even yeah. if I get rid of that eight eight, I still have so many creatures.
2: You had an army of centaurs. I felt like I was watching the movie Fantasia when there's that <laughs> scene where all the centaurs come out. Like I won our match, I was like, I lose
0: because you just have this army of centaurs that I cannot stop.
1: That was most matches.
0: So probably. we all we all played against each other last night. I played against you, Tifa, and I tried to play Launch Party to kill your eight-eight. Your and you played Eyes in the Skies to then create a bird and then populate a copy of your eight-eight so that the one that died didn't really matter. And that Yep. That hurt me. <laughs> That was not nice. So Robles, what guild did you play? Uh, so
2: the guild I side with is 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 it? Uh, it was really funny because I was always like, "Oh no, I'm Rakdos," only because my favorite colors are black and red. Mm-hmm. I'm not Rakdos at all. I'm actually I'm pretty Is And so in my Is it mind, I was like, "I am going to attempt to do this amazing trick using Golgari." And so I grabbed the Golgari uh, pre-release because I was like, "Corpsejack Menace is going to be amazing with the Rakdos versions of Unleash," because then I could just double all these Unleash counters. My packs however did not want me to play <laughs> any Rakdos whatsoever. So I ended up doing my, uh, game 1 I had a sort of weird Rakdos splashy deck with Golgari, didn't work out. I was like, "All right, let me try game 2." And I throw in some Selesnya because I had some pretty decent uh white cards, white and green cards in there. Didn't work at all. Switched all that stuff out went straight
0: Golgari and still continued to to play horribly. I played Rakdos and my pool was not horrible. It, it didn't I didn't get the support I expected, you know. I'm not saying my pool was horrible. I'm saying that I didn't have a lot of the things I thought I was going to have. Like, I didn't have a key rune. I didn't, oh, have, yeah. I didn't have any extra guild gates. I didn't have a guild mage. Ooh. I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have any of the things I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I, a- I, I was
2: nice enough to, uh, to get the royal sampler of cards. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I got a little bit of everything. Nothing to support a consistent and concise theme, yeah. which I,
0: definitely hurt me. What about you? Did you were you missing anything for your deck?
1: Um I also didn't have any guild mages. Uh, I got one extra gate, so having two Grove of the Guardians was pretty powerful. Uh, and I also didn't have any key runes. Either, but you had all of my centaurs, cards. Though. Yeah, all of my cards <laughs> just worked really well together.
0: Celestia doesn't really want those. I mean, you want the guild mage. The guild mage is awesome for you guys. Yeah, but you didn't get
2: that Guildmage. I though, did right? not. Because I remember when I sw- when I started in my Celesnia stuff, I was like, oh, what's up, Celesnia? Guild Mage hanging out on my side. The I B2 was Gazi pretty jealous. Yes, we have to specify because oh. Lesnia Guildmage Mage is a different card. Oh, that's true. No, yes, it was that way. Yeah, I was. Me too I was, I was like, hang on, let me populate my own creatures for a right. minute here to help me build an army that will undoubtedly die
0: to these centaurs as they trample over me with their hooves. So one of the things about working at Wizards is the employee pre-release. You know, we had over 160 players in our pre-release last night. There were people on the floor. There were people on other floors. It of was the building. insane. Yeah, trying to find a spot to
2: play. Trying to find someone to play. I mean, it was. I think. I think the final total was something around 180. 180. What I heard. Yeah, because it topped the last pre-release, which was I think 160. Right.
1: Yeah. Would they- I, I was also impressed by. The different levels of, like, skill levels. Right. Because a lot of people came down that were like, oh, I've never played Magic before, but I heard there was this event happening. And it was new employees, but it was awesome to see people here learning Magic.
0: And experienced employees. There was someone who's been here for over a decade who finally won their first Magic match at the (laughs) pre-release last night.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I heard her say that. (laughs)
0: I mean, Ravnica grabs people. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we are so excited to go back to it, is that it's yeah. so evocative to people. To talk about Ravnica, you know, the guild identities that it allows, and, and the, the cards that, that it brings back to memory from seven years ago and today now. People are just excited. I have to tell you one of my favorite stories from, the pre, from our pre-release, which is against you, Jennifer. Against you, Tifa. Awesome. The <laughs> only game I won against you, because you beat me 2-1 when we played up. I'm playing Rakdos. And I get going, I get going, I get you down to two life, and then you start building that centaur army. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to lose. I mean, I'm looking at, I think it was four centaurs, two birds, and I don't remember what else on the board, but it's like, I can't, my Rakdos guys can't fight through that. (laughs) So I have two options. I needed the Explosive Impact, which I had one of in my deck. And then I needed the Annihilating Fire. Those were the two red spells in my deck that I could do direct damage to get it past your centaurs. What I forgot I had... Wasn't black enchantment? Do you you know what enchantment I'm talking about, Mike? Stab wound. Stab wound. Oh, exactly man. right. Stab wound is insane. I drew stab wound and I was like, "Oh, this isn't what I need." And then I read the card, as any good player does, <laughs> and realized, "Wait, this does exactly what I need." Enchanted one of your centaurs and won that game. Yep. Lost the match. Won that game. Won the pre-release in my heart. That, that I can I can leave that pre-release happy. Did you guys have any of those th- stories? No, I think I, I think I otoed every one of my five matches. I
2: didn't have a oh. single win. Like it was. Really? Oh yeah, no, I was ready to flip tables. I was like, I want to go home and cry <laughs> into a big ball of magic tears. Like that's what happened with me. I was so. And again, it was, it's not. I just didn't have the stuff to support my deck, and I and I was like. Sort of regretting my decision. Had I gone in originally with what I wanted to do, I probably would have done slightly better. But I was like, you know what? I am going to attempt to ma- in in my is it experimentation mind. I was like, I'm going to make this work. And like all experiments, some are bound to fail. And that was one that failed
0: horribly. <laughs> and that's a perfect impersonation of the is it mind state. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try this, regardless of whether it kills me or not. And you know? and death. I and faced, death. I so I true. So much <laughs> death.
1: I had to help convince Mike that he was is it. And he didn't believe me for a while, but it's things like that that he does. It, right. it makes it very cool. Well,
0: that's, that's a perfect example of we have these mental identities of who we associate ourselves with, which guild we are associated with. Mm-hmm. Like, I for a long time thought I was just straight up, no questions asked Boros. <laughs> like, I love playing red-white. I love those two yeah. colors. I love what those two colors stand for. But then, you know, like you, Jennifer, having been here, you know, the further I dig into the, the story and what these guilds mean, the more I realize there's a lot more to it. You know, Boros is... A little, a little militaristic, you know, a little, um, what's the word, march in line more than <laughs> I like to. So, so I started going, well, maybe I'm more Celestia, you know, the, I, I want everyone to be happy. Let's yeah, all, let's all yeah. just get along. Let's just have a good time. That's like, that's how I play Commander, you know? You have the group hug decks? I have a, I, well, I don't have the group hug decks, but I, <laughs> I would rather not kill you in the hopes that in the next three turns you have a good game. I would, I would rather not win the game and instead try to make sure that you mm-hmm. leave the game happy. <laughs> so then I have this more Silesnia side to me. So it's, it's right. this weird, we really do I define ourselves
1: yeah.
0: by the guilds. And that's yeah. one thing that the community really hopped on with Planeswalker points, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, and for me, I actually, I'm way more a Simic than I am Celesnia, but I don't get to experiment with playing Simic until <laughs> Gatecrash. Right. But I am so Simic that I'm actually going to get a Simic tattoo.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. there we go. Um, Are you going to experiment with it? Like, are you going to get variations on it? No.
1: (laughs) No. Um, But the guild symbol itself is beautiful. And when I saw it, I I loved it. And then the more I learned about Simic and how they're basically the guild of evolution, I was so excited because I studied evolution in college. So it was really tied to me. And also, green-blue is my favorite to play. Mm -hmm. So that... Helps even more, and I wanted something. I've been wanting a tattoo that represents how important magic is to me, and I found it That's with awesome. Crash.
0: Now, are you going to get the new version of the Simic
1: symbol? The new one, okay. yeah.
0: Because uh, if you guys didn't see, Jeremy Jarvis did an article in Daily MTG looking at the art in Return of Ramnica and comparing to the old Ramnica. Yeah. And he did a side by side of each of the guild icons or the guild symbols and showed, you know, Simic didn't change a lot, but it did change in a couple of ways. It's a little more flourished, a little yes. more finished. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I think Jeremy did great work. On Jer- those.
0: Jeremy's amazing, undoubtedly. Yeah. Jeremy is our art director, Jeremy Jarvis. You will also know him from art in the game. He he, that's true. he started out as an artist and then got hired by Wizards to be our art director. Outside of the pre-release, you know, Ravnica changes the game. You know, that's the whole thing that we're, that's why we love this game is it changes. Oh yeah. Now, what are you excited to see from Ravnica and Standard, Mike?
2: So scars is done. We're we're gonna lose infect decks. Right. We're gonna lose pod decks. And so I'm really excited. We're still gonna have some delver stuff. And I know delver with uh with Is it is going to be insane because Is it's like look at all these awesome crazy things I have for your delver of secrets, which is gonna cause some insanely good combos. And I'm sure R and D has already thought of all this stuff with the with the future future league. I am such a weird combo-y player that right. I am going to attempt to make my Corpse Jack Menace uh, <laughs> unleash. unleash deck work. Like I'm oh, gonna, yeah. this, That's when I play Magic, I'm like, alright, here's my sort of competitive deck, here's my fun deck here's my really weird deck that may never work but when it does it will be amazing that right.
1: tends to be the decks you make that third category
2: well no I always have those three decks that's why I always have three standard decks I right. mean that's going to be the one that I play probably the most Could be like when it goes off I'm going to be <laughs> like yes even if I win one match I'm like I win magic right and so um, for me personally I am excited to see counters being a huge thing Counter. I mean everything that's Ravnica is going to offer counters uh, and tokens I think are going to be huge
1: counters work with undying too don't forget about undying yeah
2: that is true yeah. yeah.
1: I have this mono green deck that I've worked on since I first started playing Magic and every set I update it and it's gotten incredibly powerful over the years as I get better at Magic and what I'm excited to switch into it is Dead Bridge Goliath yeah I opened oh a Dead yeah. Bridge Goliath today yeah and wow that is a good card and it'll work so perfectly in my deck too yeah
0: it's going to be really interesting. Like like you said, Delver, Delver is what is on everyone's mind. Yep. That's done so well in Standard for mm-hmm. a while. But we also put out cards that people are like, well, maybe Delver's not going to be that good anymore. You know, yeah, and very there's, true. there's Ash Zealot, which people are like, well, maybe I don't want to flash theft back to my graveyard anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's definitely going to change the metagame, and it's going to change in a big way. I'm super excited. I'm also curious to see how zombies are going to
2: change, yeah. or if there's going to be competition for zombies, because zombies have been making a comeback, and they've been pretty prominent in Standard tournaments. And so yeah. I'm curious to see. What the
0: you know? What the answer to zombies and what the answer to Delver is going to be? Yeah. Now for me, I don't play a lot of standard. I don't play a lot of anything other than Commander. Commander's my main thing, and I have got so many Commander ideas out of this. I mean, <laughs> the guild leaders I can make Commander decks around. Yeah. You know, I've got Kiki Jiki's my main. He's my green deck, <laughs> to put it in Tifa's terms. You know, this is the deck that I have I have tweaked and worked on and held together. For five-plus years, you know, just <laughs> evolving it as the game changes. And so I'm super excited to really sit down with Ravnica and see what goes into it. Have you guys drafted Ravnica yet? Richard no,
1: Ravnica? I can't wait, though. I have not. I
0: have um, not had a chance We're going to gonna have to do that. Yeah, for sure. I've yeah. gotten to do it once. I got to do it with R&D a couple weeks ago, and uh, I didn't do so hot there. But when you're drafting with R&D, you can't really say, feel bad yeah. for losing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I play with R&D, I feel like a bad player. <laughs>
2: Really whenever I play magic, I feel like a bad player. <laughs> no, but then again, it's because I try to make these weird crazy combo decks. My current standard deck is a Tomio omniscience deck, which has gone off once in the like 10
0: or 15 times I've played it, but it went off and I was like, yes, so, I win. So based on this, it sounds like you're a Johnny player. Like, oh yeah, you, for you sure. play for that, that one time the combo works.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Johnny Johnny Tammy because I like to have fun. I'm like, sure. let's just have fun. Yes, sometimes I will lose and be super salty about it, but, you know, that's just because with any game you play, whether it's Magic or any other game, if you lose, you might have a bit of saltiness to you. Or it's but just if, when you play me. Or when it's just when I play you. <laughs> but when I play a deck, like, when I play, like, my my Tommy Omniscience deck, I know I'm going to lose so I can have fun with that. If I'm playing the deck that I've, like, put effort into to be somewhat competitive when I lose, then I'm just like, ugh... So, Unlike Tifa, who's always angry
0: when she, when
1: she loses. <laughs> she's not. not that way.
0: <laughs> but Tifa, what are you? A, are you a, a Johnny? Are you Spike? Or are you Timmy?
1: I'm a spiky Timmy.
0: A spiky Timmy.
1: Yes, I I associate myself mostly with Timmy because I play magic for the community. I'm in love with the community. It's what's driven me to be here at Wizards. It's what's driven me to start my own my own magic community. Right. Um, and really, like that's that's why my heart is in the game it has everything to do with the people and the environment and the store and everything all of that is why i play magic so i feel very timmy but when it really comes down to like in a game i'm spike
2: I was gonna say, yeah, you play magic for the community so you can destroy the community. <laughs> because th- I'm gonna go ahead and bring this up. We got to sponsor the van's warp tour, and we had this awesome thing that we did with them, it was amazing. And the band Newfound Glory started to play Magic. And so when the Warp Tour had their Seattle stop, they invited us to come out, and they invited us, Newfound Glory actually brought us onto their tour bus, and we got to play Magic. And these guys are sorta of brand new, and so they've got like a hundred card decks of all their favorite cards, but they are so in love with the game, it was awesome. We showed him how to draft we had a great time at the Warp Tour T was like I'm going to play against Chad Gilbert who's the guitarist for them he's the one that started this whole thing and she brings out her monstrous nasty green deck and proceeds to <laughs> destroy him match after match and like
1: he kept wanting to play <laughs> we're,
2: all, we're all sitting there and we're like play a nicer deck for the like come on but he was like no and you know and uh, you can tell he was having fun and you can tell he was like no I need to play the good decks because how else am I going to get better Right. but I was like you should have played a fun
0: deck against him. He that
1: was deck... excited to see what a competitive deck was like.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you're a Timmy Spike, Tifa. You're a Johnny Timmy. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually more of a Timmy. Pretty much a straight-up Timmy, if I'm honest. It's yeah. more like big Timmy, small Johnny, small Spike. Because I do, when I play competitive, I want to win. But as I said earlier, I also want everyone to have a good time. Right. I, I play Commander on Magic Online probably two or three times a week. And in those games... Sure, I would love to walk away with the win, and I would love not to be the first one knocked out. But I'm also really concerned that everyone's at the table getting along and playing yeah. well. Oh, for sure. We, so we we dove into Ravnica. Let's this is a new podcast. Let's introduce ourselves more. Let's talk more about us. You know, so so Mike. I mean, we call you Robles. Yeah. Last names are real popular around here, so Very we're going to sure. hear nicknames, first names, last names used all over the place. But there's also a ton of mics that work here. <laughs> there's so. a, there's ton a, ton a ton
1: of mics everywhere. A
0: is- Ton of mics. Ton of marks. When did you start playing Magic, Mike? Alpha. Alpha? Yeah, I actually really? started. It's one of those things where it's like, I, I say that and people are
2: like, even playing? You must be really good. I'm like, no, I still am terrible <laughs> at it. I have been playing since Alpha. Um, when I was in high school, uh, some friends of mine were like, let's play this game. And we dove in and we just started playing. And we used to, you know, crack boxes, get what we needed for our decks and just play. And that's that, that was a every week type of thing. Right. Right after Ice Age, I died out for a while. I came back right around the first Mirrodin block that's where the real Johnny started to to come out, because I had this five-color Sunburst deck that its win condition was Door to Nothingness and Doubling cube. Right. Like, it was super easy for me to pull <laughs> off. I would do it at least turn four or five, guaranteed win. And so I, I dove back in, but I wasn't as hardcore as I was when I started playing in Alpha. Right. Uh, Legends is one of my favorite sets of all time, uh, just because I have such huge nostalgia for, sure. it, for that set specifically. Uh, and then... I came back into it, sort of bouncing back and forth, and I was, I was in and out during, during Meridian Kamagawa, original Ravnica even, uh, and then stopped playing for a little bit until I moved up to Seattle, got back in during Time Spiral, mm-hmm. and going, what the heck is going on with Time Spiral? <laughs> you know, because it was like, here are, here are a bunch of new cards, and here are cards that you've seen back in the day, and, and it's was like, what is going on? But I was just like, it's, it's still magic, let's still have fun, and just sort of went gung-ho ever since then. Just yeah. Sort of playing again. Not as regularly as I do now, obviously, working at Wizards, is much easier to play. It's part of your job to play. It's part of my job <laughs> to play. So, Tifa,
0: when did you start?
1: I actually was late into Magic. I didn't start until M11. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was working at a board game store in the area and started working the same night as their f tournaments. Yeah. Um, and I started making friends with the people who played started really falling in love with the community and the people there. And eventually my boss sat me down and was like, you need to learn to play Magic. This is taking over your life already and you haven't even played the game. Right. So he sat me down and it's funny because the first thing I ever did was Winston Draft.
0: Oh, really? I'm not
1: sure why he started with Winston Draft in retrospect.
0: Because <laughs> he wanted to play Winston Draft. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm glad he did actually because that that sort of threw me in in a way that <laughs> was really addictive for me, to yeah. be honest. Within my first month of playing, I started doing drafts there at the F&Ms, uh, and I think that that made it so that I became a pretty decent player really fast. Right. Uh, within the first three months, I played at GP Portland and then started doing PTQs, and it became very clear to me that Magic was important enough to me that I started changing my career goals Uh, And it was close to my graduation from UW, and it was getting to the point of, like, what do I want to do with my life? And the only answer that I had was that I wanted to work for Wizards. That spring, when it was coming to the point of finding a job, I was actually offered a job at Microsoft to work on Xbox games in the creative department because I'm a creative writing major. But when I got the job offer, I didn't take it. Right away, because I wanted to see if I had an option of working at Wizards. Sure. And sure enough, there was a customer service position. Lee Sharp recommended me, and I got the job, turned down the Microsoft one. And within nine months of being here at customer service, I was promoted to the brand team. They saw the passion that I have. I love it. I work on packaging. I'm the art gatekeeper. If people want to use our art for anything, they have to come through me. And now my name is on the product, which is awesome. I know Trick's name is also on the product. Yeah. It's a great feeling.
0: I think the first time my name showed up was actually for duels this year. Oh, nice. I'm not sure if that's actually true, but that's the first time it was brought to my attention that I was in the credits. I don't think my name's on any product yet. You don't have the direct tie-in. You have the you have the after the fact tie-ins that like I we do. we end up working on stuff before yeah. publication my name's on a bunch of thank you videos so So that's cool. (laughs) There you go. So that's cool. Special thanks there. What about you, Trick, Jarrett? How did you... When did you start playing Magic? Well, it's interesting. You guys were talking about your stuff and we didn't talk about these in depth beforehand and I immediately started drawing parallels. Like, Mm -mm. my timing was I started right before Ice Age like literally oh, my yeah. first week was the week before Ice Age released and then I played that all the way through Urza's and then huh. I stopped because of life friends moved away who I was playing with most of the time and the store I played at closed down so those two were like the one two punch that knocked me out of the game for a while right yeah then it was I picked it back up in college right during the end of Mirrodin, uh, after the Ravager bannings after after right before Kamigawa was really gaining its footing yeah so actually, Pro Tour Atlanta, which I went to college in Atlanta, was that weekend, and I went there with a horrible, in retrospect, horrible white weenie deck, <laughs> and played it in the Pro Tour qualifier, and just got destroyed by the Remnants of Affinity. But that was when I got back in, so you, guys, neither of you guys were here for the original Ravnica. You, you, neither of you were playing, is what no. I mean. I was playing very little. Oh, okay. Like, I, I knew
2: enough to, you know, hang on to... Stuff. Uh, to yeah. stuff, yeah. I, and I knew, and was like, all right, there are certain things in this set that are really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, but I wasn't playing as often as I had been playing. Or as you were, as
0: you were just now. super casual during it.
2: Yeah, okay. and, and, I, and I've always been. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, yeah, I've been playing to but I'm not any good. Because I've always been super casual. I've right. always been the kitchen
0: table player. And I worked at a game store in Atlanta right during that time, and that's what forced me to get back into the game was, you know, I needed to relearn this because they were hiring me. and But then I fell out again when I moved back to Orlando for a while. So I ended up dropping out for Time Spiral Block. Oh, yeah. So I ended up missing most of Time Spiral Block. So I ended up basically missing a year. And then that's when I really got into it. That's when I started Mana Nation.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, started that website, the podcast, and turned it into Gathering Magic. It became my full-time job, and that eventually led me here to Wizards where I moved me and my wife and my two dogs from Orlando, Florida, to Seattle, Washington, about as far as you can move within the continental it's United pretty, it's States. It's a pretty big, yeah. You took the long way to move cross-country. The long way? The long way. No, the long way is going the other way around
2: the earth. That's true. I, I, mean, I mean, within within the confines of the country. I mean, going to Florida, you guys can't see this, but I'm actually making a map with my hands. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting that we all have sort of gaming backgrounds. You guys both worked at game stores. I actually have... Uh, Up until I started working here, worked in video games for a very long time. Yeah, I did QA uh, in California, where I'm from originally. Moved up here and fell back into QA and was just doing QA. Uh, And while I was at Warner Brothers, where I was doing uh, my QA work... I met a friend who was running community management stuff, and we got to go down to E3, and she was like, you're really all about your community, and I was like, I am, I, I enjoy talking with people, getting on forums, doing, being sort of like this rock star of, of the face of a company. And she was like, let's run this idea past a manager, and we started creating our own blog and our own content mm-hmm. for those that were working at Warner Brothers that could not go to E3. So we went down to E3 with a camera, a microphone, and we're creating videos, we were doing interviews, we were doing game reviews, and that's what sort of got me the first community management type of bug. And I was like, this is what I want to be doing. And so the improv group I'm a part of here in Seattle had just got a Facebook page. It just got a Twitter account. And I was like, I will run this. And so yeah. I created my own sort of, without knowing anything, without going because you can go to school for this stuff now, which is insane. <laughs> but without knowing anything other than what is on, you know, in front of me, I created this social media aspect of, of our improv group. And that's what led me to here. There was a job opening here, just like you guys saw. That it was, hey, we need a community manager. And it was like, it's a contract position. I was like, I don't care. Yep. It's like, I, I, I don't care that it's contract. I was like, I'm willing to walk away from this full-time job to continue to do what I do for a company that would be amazing to work at for a game that I have grown up playing.
0: Right. Yeah. So it occurs to me, this is actually Celestia week on Daily MTG. Oh, yeah. And none of us in here... Well, you played Celestia. I
1: love Celestia.
0: I almost said none of us love Celestia. <laughs> Nobody loves Celestia. That's
1: another, not true. Another Celestia card that might end up being one of my favorite cards in the set... Common Bond.
0: That card is awesome.
1: It is so useful in so many different scenarios.
0: So Common Bond is the one one green, one white. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Right. Now, is it a sorcery or is it an instant? It's an instant.
1: It's an instant? Which is fantastic.
0: I would make broken cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, a broken, That's not card. a broken card. It's a good card. And I love the art for it. Now, yes. Did, I don't know if you've seen, we're doing a story arc on Daily MTG in Uncharted Realms that the first card was actually a Common Bond.
1: I didn't know that. Yes.
0: And so part two is this week. It'll actually be on Wednesday of this week. So tomorrow when this episode comes out. And it's going to be... The card for that one's Thrill Kill Assassin. So oh, nice. there's some... Oh. The card's not Celestnia, but the story is Celestnia-related. Am I so, the only one that thinks my life with the Thrill Kill cult when you say Thrill Kill
2: Assassin? <laughs> because, like, I don't know. It's just... Thrill Kill Assassin might be my favorite card name of the set. It's, uh, but it is for me. It's one of the ones for me next to Launch Party, because i just like, oh, uh, Launch Party, get it?
0: I guess let's let's take some time to talk about the future of this podcast. You know, We're going to be your core... Mike, Tifa and I are gonna be the main three hosts and we'll we might switch in and out as we travel because like next year Mike's gonna be at all the we conventions
2: conventions. I travel
0: to the Pro tours so we'll get some episodes with the interviews from the Pro tours. Tifa will be going to some events. We're gonna bring in guests so like the next episode will probably be uh, well we're coming up on the pro tour. We're gonna to pro tour return America here in Seattle. so I don't know if we'll do episodes there or how we're gonna work it out. we'll figure that out. If you guys have ideas, don't hesitate to reach out and give them to us. We'll see what we can do.
1: I would like to do a podcast relating to Lady Planeswalker Society and how people can start their own magic communities. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think I'm happy to have you do an article about that even, maybe. Yes. You also, and because, uh, I mean, people have started Lady Planeswalker Societies, right?
1: Yeah. There's, there's five that have started and two more on top of that that are considering being started. It's so. even, it's a great way to get new players, to like yeah. introduce people to the game. Like more than half of the group that I play with has learned through the society. Yeah. Probably 75% of the people who play on a regular basis with us learned from me.
0: This has been awesome. I think we're, we're time to wrap up.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, Ready wait. for the weekend. Ready
0: for the weekend. We just had our pre-release. You guys are about to have your pre-release. We'll have had your pre-release by the time you listen to this.
1: I'll be spell-slinging tomorrow, so I'll, that'll be fun.
0: I'll be editing this episode. <laughs> I'll be playing video games tomorrow. <sighs> Rough life. Sick life. By video games, you mean duels. I'll be playing duels of the Planeswalkers all day. Yep. <laughs> to get in touch with us, I'm on Twitter. I'm Trick MTG.
1: On Twitter... It's at Tifa Mayen, T-I-F-A-M-E-Y-E-N.
2: And you can follow my shenanigans on Twitter as well, at Michael Robles. that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-O-B-L-E-S. Or if you want to talk to the official Magic the Gathering Twitter account, it's
0: at Wizards underscore Magic.
1: Also, if you want to follow Lady Planeswalkers, it's at MTG Lady Society.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. And if you want to find out more about this episode or read more about magic, go to dailymtg.com. We will talk to you all again in the coming weeks.